is everybody in is everybody in the podcast is about to begin graveyard grumbler podcast hello everyone welcome to episode 58 of the graveyard grumbler podcast i am your host tina romero jr aka the graveyard grumbler today's episode we're just going to jump right into it i don't have anything clever to say today's episode 58 we are doing it on a serial killer yes i know for all of you true crime junkies and serial killer drunk junkies you're happy and excited today's episode even though i did say a while ago that i probably wouldn't do an episode on him we are doing Jeffrey Dahmer today because why not, right? My kids were watching this movie that they released on Netflix. They were talking to me about it. And I said, fuck it. Let's just get it done. So let's just let's jump right into the episode because it is going to be a long one. Grab your popcorn, grab your beef jerky or whatever it is, and let's get into it. So first off, who is Jeffrey Dahmer? Jeffrey Dahmer was born on May 21st, 1960 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin to parents Joyce Annette Dahmer and Lionel H. Dahmer. It has been claimed that Dahmer was deprived of affection as an infant. His mother was known to be tense, greedy for both attention and pity, and argumentative with her husband and their neighbors. So right there, and again, right there off the bat, remember with the other serial killer episodes that I have read in the past, one of the main things that we see is neglect, abuse, and some sort of childhood trauma that kind of just has this breeding ground for serial killers it is it, it's, it's just i mean it's a proven scientific fact right right so boy i tell you let's keep going as Dahmer entered the first grade joyce began to spend an increasing amount of time in bed recovering from weakness lionel's university studies kept him away from home much of the time when he was home his wife who was a hypochondriac who suffered from depression demanded constant attention joyce reportedly worked herself into a state of anxiety over trivial matters simply to earn appeasement from her husband one occasion she attempted suicide with equino damn the mom the mom sounds like she's she has some some fucked up issues that she should have dealt with before <laughs> having any kids but maybe i don't know i mean a lot of times people don't realize they have an issue until after they have kids because postpartum depression hits and other things that that people don't realize come to surface when you know a new added stressor comes into into the world well maybe in this case jeffrey dahmer activated all this shit with her mom with his mom i'm not saying that that it's his fault but i'm saying that things have have been known to happen when kids were born not not for a lot of people but there has been times where parents are overly stressed and certain mental health disorders or certain things happen because they just it's too much stress they just can't take it uh, neither parents devoted much time to their son who later recollected that from an early age he felt unsure of the solidity of the family recalling recalling extreme tension tension and numerous arguments between his parents during his early age Dahmer had been an energetic and happy child but became notably subdued after double hernia surgery after shortly after his fourth birthday an, an elementary school at elementary school Dahmer was regarded as quiet and timid one teacher later recollected she defected early she detected early signs of abandonment so I mean what sucks is that back in in those times in in the early 60s 70s even 80s and 90s a lot of stuff that probably could have been identified and treated to help i mean maybe prevent or prolong serious issues it just wasn't recognized a lot of times people just overlooked it thinking eh it'll be fine there's nothing to worry about but in reality there was shit to worry about you know and teacher kind of dropped the ball by not suggesting that Dahmer get some help or kind of have like a, a, a family counseling to see if you know something could be fixed or uh, you try to do some proactive 
step towards bettering Dahmer's life. But there's only so much you can do, you know what I mean? From an early age, Dahmer manifested an interest in dead animals. He initially collected large insects such as dragonflies and butterflies he kept in jars. Later, he collected animal carcasses, occasionally accompanied by one or more friends. He dis he dismembered these animals, either at home or in nearby woodlands. According to one friend, Dahmer dismembered these animals and stared and stared and stored the parts in jars in the family in the in the family's tool shed, explaining that he was curious as to how animals fitted together. For those of you who might follow who, or who don't really file, follow crew crime or uh, mental health disorders relating to serial killers and other uh, things that help shape an individual to uh, commit crimes such real crazy murdering sprees and, and other stuff like that. Torturing animals and a fascination of dissecting and collecting dead animals is one of the talk, the telltale signs that there is something wrong with this individual and his outcome does not look strong for his older years. I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist, or anything of that of that degree. However, it has been proven in several studies that people who kill, torture, hurt, harm, are fascinated with dead animals or death in general at an early age, they're a little more of concern and should be watched closely to help prevent anything catastrophic from happening. <laughs> Again, but with the with the dad going to going to college to go get a degree and mom uh, being a hypochondriac, staying in bed and ignoring his kid, it was really difficult to notice these signs because nobody was there to watch him. That that's kind of shitty. Dahmer's fascination with dead animals may have begun when at the age of 4 he saw his father, an analytical chemist, removing animal bones from beneath the family home. According to his father, Dahmer was oddly thrilled by the sound the bones made and became preoccupied with animal bones. Again, it, it kind of sucks because there, I mean, there was a flag right there. There was a red flag, but because his dad was a was a chemist who was interested in chemical bonding and, and certain chemicals that did certain things, it, you know, it, it was more of an interest. Like, damn, you know, he, my son's interested in science, too. That's awesome. Now we can share this together. But in reality, it was it was way deeper than his father could could have ever imagined. And that's that's kind of shitty. Dahmer searched between. Be, Dahmer, <laughs> I'm all tongue-tied because there's so much information to get through. Dahmer searched beneath and around the family home for additional bones and explored the bodies of live animals to discover where their bones were located. In one instance, Dahmer decapitated the carcass of a dog before nailing the body to a tree and impaling the skull on a stake beside a wooden cross in the woodland behind his house. So all people know about this because Dahmer went into very detailed description on what he did, how he did it, and how and for the reasons that he did it. Now, when he did do this to this animal, nobody was there around to realize that, whoa, hey man, this isn't fucking normal. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. And he was able to get away with it and, and kind of grow his fascination and curiosity for such things. That's all bad. All kinds of bad. All kinds of bad. In 1970, Dahmer asked his father what would happen if the chicken bones were placed in bleach. His father, pleased by Dahmer's curiosity, demonstrated how to safely bleach and preserve animal bones. Dahmer incorporated these processing techniques into his bone collecting. So now, not only do you have a child that's fascinated with death and the, in the innards of, of animals, now you're teaching this boy how to further refine his craft on keeping animal bones of de uh, dead animal bones that shouldn't be kept. 
I mean, okay, it, it's it's one of those tossed up ones to like, whoa, this is a cool, huge elephant leg. Maybe I want to keep it and get it, you know, preserved and hardened, hang it up somewhere. That, that I don't know if that's the same ideal, but you know, for a lot of people, no one should be keeping any kind of bones of anything that's dead. Period. There's no questions, you know, to debate or anything to to debate on. Yeah, you should keep it. No, you shouldn't keep it. But damn, this shit's that's crazy. When Dahmer reached puberty, he discovered he was gay. By his later admission, Dahmer began fantasizing about dominating and controlling a completely submissive male partner. These fantasies gradually became intertwined with dissection. So what we see here, we just see the snowball effect of how Dahmer is going to be fucked up as he gets older. He's already having a fascination of death collecting bones. He's asked his father how to preserve them. He's been curious on how things connect inside of the body. And now he's having these fantasies of dissection while dominating a completely submissive partner. This is just as a, a just a this is a Molotov cocktail, a napalm of bad shit that's that's bound to happen. It God damn. Let, let's just continue going. Like I said, this is a whole lot of information that we have to get through today. So when Dahmer was 16, he conceived a fantasy of rendering unconscious a particular male jogger he found attractive and then making use of his body. Okay, so let me reread that. When Dahmer was 16, he conceived a fantasy of rendering unconscious a, parti- a particular male jogger he found attractive and then making sexual use of his body. On one occasion, Dahmer concealed himself in bushes with a baseball bat to lay in wait for, his, for this man. However, he did not pass on that particular day. Dahmer later said this was the first attempt to attack someone. So whoever that jogger was, that frequent that area that that uh, Dahmer found was completely attractive and wanted to do things to him. You are a lucky son of a bitch. I'll tell you that right now. If you had decided to go running through that certain area, boy, you would have been fucked up and used as, as some sexual sex toy object. So whatever prevented you from running through that area on that particular day, you you need to hold on to that and think whatever it was that kept you away from that because dude you you almost got fucked up and that's no lie you you almost got fucked up what 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 trips me out was that he said that he wanted to render the a particular male jogger unconscious and make use of his body for for his sexual for, for sexual uh, needs or sexual gratification boy i tell you that is some fucked up shit how can how can someone you know, I, I guess it's because it's difficult because I'm not I don't have that, that that mindset. But how how does someone be OK with going through something they possibly know is not OK? I mean, I, 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 what, what my what, what so what I'm trying to ask is at one point does Dahmer realize that what he attempted to do was one completely unethical. It's not very, it, the, the morality of it is, is not good. And it is illegal stacked up on top of the rest of that stuff. Where I wonder if at any point in time, Dahmer realized that all of the shit that he thought about doing from that very first age, even when he was killing animals, dissecting them and uh, talking about preserving their, their bones, that it, that is not a healthy way to, to grow up and be. I wonder if if at any point in time he realized that that shit was all fucked up 
I don't, I, I, I have no clue. I have no clue. So let's start getting into the meat and potatoes here. When did Dahmer start killing? Because I mean, this is a we're we're doing a murder uh, murder show. I mean, an episode today. So it is. We have to get into the killing. So let's get into the killing. Dahmer committed his first murder in 1978, three weeks after his graduation. On June 18th, Dahmer picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Mark Hicks, who was almost 19. Dahmer lured the youth to his house on the pretext of the two young men drinking alcohol together. So that is one of the reasons why throughout your entire life, well, it, which is it is so bizarre now because growing up when I was a kid, this was back in the 80s and 90s. And for those of you who, who don't know, I was born in, in 81. So throughout my, my childhood from the 80s, 90s, we were always told, do not hitchhike. You can be killed and, and just get fucked up. Do not hitchhike. Do not hitchhike. Do not hitchhike. Do not take rides from strangers. Do not get in the car with somebody you don't know because you might not make it out of that car alive. Now, that was that is something that we were told our entire childhood is growing up. I'm sure it happened in the 50s, 60s, 70s, like I said, 80s and 90s for sure. That That's when, you know, my mother was very strict on making sure that we understood not to get into a car with a complete stranger. You know, don't hitchhike. Do not ask for a ride. You're going to get killed in the face and fucked up. Bottom line. Which is completely ass backwards now that we have an app that we can just ask for an Uber or some sort of ride share. They will come pick us up at our house so they know where we live and we don't know or and, and we don't know who the person is. So we just get in the car with this complete stranger after summoning them uh, from from an app. So not only do we ignore <laughs> our, our parents uh, discretions back in the in the early days. We completely kicked that that discretion out the fucking window and said, hey, we'll do something better. We're going to tell this person and show this person where we live and more than likely pick us up when we are at our most vulnerable, which would be after we are drinking at a bar. So let's get a ride from a complete stranger when someone is intoxicated and cannot make good judgment choices. I'm I'm really shocked that the app has not had more killings and kidnappings than that have been reported, or maybe there have and they just haven't been reported. So we don't know what what is the the, the deal with those things. But if you do get in right share, please be careful. Don't get fucked up in the face because that that's all bad. So let's let's continue. We have a lot of shit to get through. According to Dahmer, the sight of the bare chest of the bare chested Hicks standing at the roadside stirred his sexual feelings. Although Hicks began talking about girls, he knew any sexual passes he would make would be rebuffed. After after several hours of talking, drinking, and listening to music, Hicks wanted to leave, and I didn't want him to, stated Dahmer. In response, Dahmer bludgeoned Hicks with a 10-pound dumbbell. He later stated he struck Hicks twice from behind with a dumbbell as Hicks sat uh, sat upon a chair. When Hicks fell unconscious, Dahmer strangled him to death with a dumbbell handle, then stripped the clothes from Hicks, Hicks's body before exploring his chest with his hands, then masturbating as he stood above the corpse. God damn. It's one thing to be to, to die by getting shot or stabbed or anything. Can you imagine just getting busted in the back of the head with a fucking dumbbell? That, oh, God damn. If you don't die... From that, when your head is going to be caved in, you're going to have an excruciating headache and probably taste metal from your mouth and getting fucked up in the back of the head like that. But he stands over the corpse, masturbates. So 
right then and there, that should have been a, a, a sign for Dahmer to go get help. But when people don't realize that, that is that, that there's a reason for them to get help, they don't get help. So they go untreated and continue committing fucked up ass crimes, you know, and there wasn't any strong support system around uh, Dahmer to where he felt comfortable enough to open up and say, hey, you know, I have a real bad problem. I just busted someone in the back of the head with a shake weight. And then I shake weighted myself while I was standing over the fucking dead corpse. So that sucks. That's one of those those deals that you. God damn it. So let's continue. The following day, Dahmer dissected Hicks. <laughs> God damn. The following day, Dahmer dissected Hicks's body in his basement. He, laid, he later buried the remains in a shallow grave in his backyard. Several weeks later, unearthing the remains and par- and parring the f- the flesh from the bones, he, he he then dissolved the flesh in acid before flushing the solution down the toilet. He crushed the bones with a slant with a sledgehammer and scattered them in the woodland behind the family home. So his first kill back in 1978 at 18 years old, he dismembered a body, bludgeoned it, dismembered it, chopped it up, busted his bones, busted the dude's bones, all the fucking dust and sliced the, the, the flesh from the bones, dissolved the flesh in acid. And again, he know he knew about all this ash and all this ash, all this acid and all these other chemical reactions because his dad was a fucking chemist. His dad got a degree in chemistry. So of course his dad is going to share these, you know, certain informations. And I mean, it's not, it's not uncommon for kids to ask, you know, curiosity questions. Hey, if I stick my hand in this, what would happen? Oh, well, that's just going to eat your shit up to the bone and you're going to be, you know, really nub nubs. So be careful and don't do that. It's just, it's just one of those deals where he had the information readily available to him at any given time, which is by simple conversation with his dad. But goddamn, to bust up the fucking bones and and throw them in the back and behind the family home in the woods. Ooh, so let's go again. We're gonna continue because fuck this guy. Dahmer frequented bathhouses, which he described as relaxing places during his sexual encounters. Now, for bathhouses, I I, I didn't understand what a bathhouse was, but typically a bathhouse, from the, the information that I got is that it is pretty much a place for someone to go and have sex in, in jacuzzis and shit like that. That's pretty much what it was. That's what a bathhouse, to sum it up, I don't know the exact definition. I found a bunch of different things on legit bathhouses and sexual bath, bathhouses, but it's somewhere to go relax inside a tub and, and have sex with people. That's that's, that's bottom line what, what it is. So uh, Dahmer frequented bathhouses, which he described as relaxing places. During his sexual encounters, he became frustrated at his partners for moving during the sexual act, Dahmer, Dahmer stated. Uh, during the sexual act, Dahmer stated, I trained myself to view people as objects of pleasure instead of as people, end quote. In 1986, Dahmer began, ge- began giving his partners liquor laced with, with sedatives, then raping their unconscious bodies. Dahmer... At that point in time, probably didn't realize that he pretty much wanted to have sex with a corpse. You, when you make a statement that you didn't like for your sexual partner to move while you were having sex with them, you wanted 100% complete submission. There is a, there's, there's a, there's a, a, a malfunction in the brain and a sickness that needs to be treated ASAP. And unfortunately for Dahmer, no one was around to get him that help, 
give him a comfortable, trusting, trusting place for him to open up and not continue doing the fucked up shit that he did. Goddamn. Dahmer read a report in a newspaper regarding the upcoming funeral of an 18-year-old male. He conceived the idea of stealing a freshly entered entered body, or, or excuse me, the freshly entered corpse and taking it home. According to Dahmer, he attempted to dig up the coffin from the ground, but found the soil too hard and abandoned the plan. So this fool just said, you know what, fuck it. Uh, instead of having to deal with, with finding live bait, I'm just going to go and find one that's already dead and just handle my business there because fuck it, why not? He was going to grave rob. Dahmer attempted grave robbery and only stopped because he didn't have a good hard work ethic a good hard work ethic to continue digging in the ground because the ground was too too hard damn thankfully the the dirt was hard because oh, my 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 next question or my that just popped in my head right now is how can someone stand there with a the fucking shovel or axe or a pickaxe start digging at a grave and nobody decides to bat an eye or raise you know raise an eyebrow or come question him like yo what the fuck are you doing no people just decided hey he might work here. Fuck it. Just let him. Yeah. I mean, he has to work here. He has a shovel. You know, only people who work at the at uh, cemeteries have shovels. So just let him be. He's probably doing something. Boy, I tell you. November 20th, 1987, Dahmer met a 20, a 25 year old male from Michigan, Stephen Tuomi, at a bar and pressured him or excuse me, persuaded him to return to the Ambassador Hotel in Milwaukee. According to Dahmer, he had no intention on murdering Tuomi, but rather intended to drug and rape him as he lay unconscious. The following morning, however, Dahmer awoke to find Tuomi laying beneath him. Dahmer awoke to find Tuomi laying beneath him on the bed, his chest crushed in and black and blue with bruises. Blood was also seeping from the corner of his mouth and Dahmer's fist and forearm were extensively bruised. How do you black out and kill somebody? You beat the fuck out of this person and you don't you don't have the slightest idea. You like wake up like, oh, shit, I did it again. God damn it. You do you, this. I I have no words right now to describe what I just read, but it's a sickness. It really is. It's something that's wrong with this guy's head and, and should be it should have been looked at ASAP. Just continue reading. I mean, this shit is so good. To dispose of Tuomi's body, Dahmer purchased a large suitcase in which he transported the body to his grandmother's home. One week later, he severed the head, arms, and legs from the torso. Then he filleted the bones from the body before cutting the flesh into pieces small enough to handle. Dahmer then pulled the flesh inside plastic. Placed Dahmer then placed the flesh inside plastic garbage bags. He wrapped the bones inside a sheet and pounded them into splinters with a sledgehammer. The entire dismemberment process took about two hours. This motherfucker straight put a dead body inside a suitcase, walked out the hotel, said, oh, I'm fine. You know, I'm just packing up, heading back home for for the rest of the week. I appreciate you letting me stay here. Uh, don't worry about the suitcase and the blood that's pulling up in my suitcase. It's perfectly fine. Uh, I'm just going to go home now. Y'all have a good day. And nobody questioned. I'm sure the body's stunk. There, there has to be some, well... Not really, because there's a lot of times where you can sneak out the the side door after you. I mean, you can give the key to the person and or you before you check out, you can actually place stuff outside of the, the hotel inside your car through the side doors without being 
without walking in to to talk with with the with the desk clerk. So, all right, I, I'll give that one. That, that one that one is pretty easy to get away with. I'm not going to question that one. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Dahmer kept Tuami's head wrapped in a pla- in a blanket for two weeks. Dahmer then boiled the head in a mixture of soiler and bleach in, in an effort to retain the skull, which he then used as stimulus for masturbation. Eventually, the skull was rendered too brittle by the bleaching process, so Dahmer destroyed and disposed the skull. This fool kept the dude's head, turned it into a skull. I wonder if the skin was still on. No, because he boiled it. A mixture of soiler and bleach. And masturbated to a goddamn skull after he just killed the motherfucker and dismembered him. Why? 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 I mean, I, 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 everybody asked him why. Why would he do that? He he explained, if you're interested in the interview with Jeffrey Dahmer, it's about two and a half hours, I believe. And he he goes into detail about every single thing that he did, why he did it, his reasoning behind it, and what feelings he had during the said crimes and and everything that he did. It's really interesting. It's just long as fuck. And I mean, I I can only keep my attention for something for, for so many times. I need, I need some music. I need some theatrics. I need something, just not somebody that's sitting there talking (laughs) as I'm sitting here doing a podcast, but that's different because I am doing something. I'm, I'm recording the podcast for all of you lovely listeners, which I deeply appreciate. Let's continue. Let's continue. I know. I know. Tino, shut the fuck up. Keep reading. Following the murder of Tuomi, Dahmer began to actively seek victims, most of whom he encountered in or close to gay bars, and whom he typically lured, lured to his grandmother's home. There, he drugged them before or shortly after engaging in sexual activity with them. Once he had rendered them unconscious with sleeping pills, he killed them by strangulation. So, there was a time where you can... <laughs> It's, I, I don't know. I, I, have, I, have, I have no words. I have no words. I have no words. Let's continue. Let's just keep reading. There's, there's a lot of information, so let's keep reading. Two months after the Tuomi, the Tuomi killing, Dahmer encountered a 14-year-old Native American male prostitute named James Doxtater. Okay, uh, again, uh, just just a, a disclaimer. I'm probably going to fuck up a lot of these people's names during this, this podcast, and I do apologize for anyone who's listening to this that says, hey, that's not how you pronounce that name. I'm really shitty at doing a lot of pronouncing certain things. I am actively working on it, but until it is completely fixed, I am going to fuck up some names. So I apologize for fucking up people's names. I, I don't. I don't intend to do it intentionally. So, so let's go. Let's go back over. Two months after the Tiomi killing, Dahmer encountered a 14-year-old Native American male prostitute named James James Doxtater. Dahmer lured the youth to his home with an offer of $50 to pose for nude pictures. The pair engaged in sexual activity before Dahmer drugged and strangled him on the cellar floor. Dahmer left the body in the cellar for one week before dismembering it in much the same manner as he had with Tuomi. Why would the fuck would you leave a body there for one goddamn week? And $50? I need more than $50, homie. I have these goods right here underneath underneath my clothes, and I'm not sharing them unless you pay me. I'm, and $50 isn't going to get me to strip. That's not happening. I mean, yeah, I know $50 is $50, but I need more. I'm, I'm more value. I'm worth more than that shit. This is like, I'm like the Mona Lisa underneath these clothes. No, I'm just kidding. But I do need more money than $50. <laughs> March 4th, 1988, Dahmer met a 22-year-old bisexual man named Richard Guerrero outside a gay bar called The Phoenix. Guerrero was drugged with sleeping pills and strangled with a leather strap. 
Dahmer then performed sex with the corpse. Guerrero's body was dismembered and disposed within 24 hours. Dahmer didn't fuck around on that one. He he got straight to the point. Drugged him, killed him, fucked him, dumped him. <laughs> Literally. Drugged him, killed him, fucked him, dumped him. God damn. I mean, dismet all of that within um within 24 hours. This boy worked fast. He he didn't want to fuck around. But I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Why would he leave the little the the young prostitute boy laying in the cellar for or laying yeah in the uh, in the cellar for one week on on the floor? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, September nineteen eighty eight, Dahmer was arrested for drugging and fondling a thirteen year old boy boy whom he had lured to his home on the pretext of posing for new pictures. January nineteen eighty nine, Dahmer was convicted of a second degree sexual assault for enticing. A child for immoral purposes. Sentencing for the assault was suspended until May 1989. You had him in your graft. You had him right there. Why didn't you go do some more investigation at the house? Why didn't you do more? Why didn't the cops go and investigate more? Why was it just left at that? I mean, I don't know about about back then, but now, I mean, maybe because we were, were privy to to more and you know more things that that can go horribly wrong but you had him in your grasp why not just go to his house and do more investigation and figure out and find out and just end the shit right then and there i wonder why they did not go to his his uh, place of, of of living wherever he was living at the time to investigate if he had any more pictures or anything that can be convict who they that they can convict him on why would they just let him go like that and just suspend the trial for a later date Oh my god! If you're not if you're not going to do any investigation, why 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 suspend the trial? It, it doesn't make any sense. Just 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 do whatever it was and and just fucking let them you know let them go. So March twenty fifth, nineteen eighty nine, Dahmer met twenty four year old aspiring model Anthony Sows Anthony Sows at a gay bar. Dahmer led Dahmer lured Sows into his grandmother's house. Oh, Sears, my bad. Let me rephrase that. 24-year-old aspiring model Anthony Sears at a gay bar. Dahmer lured Sears into his grandmother's home where the pair engaged in oral sex before Dahmer drugged and strangled Sears. The following morning, Dahmer placed Sears in his grandmother's bathtub where he decapitated the body attempting... (laughs) Jesus. Where he decapitated the body attempting to flay the corpse. Sears was the last victim from whom he permanently retained any body parts he preserved sears he preserved sears's head and genitalia in acetone and stared them and stored them in his work locker when he when i'm i'm okay so when i wrote all this information i i wrote it properly however i didn't fully read the actual pieces that i was writing i was i was doing my research writing it down just put transferring the information onto paper so I can read it, you know, to all you wonderful people. So all this stuff is really shocking to me and and makes me scratch my eyeballs like, what the fuck? So I apologize for stumbling over what I'm reading, but I am pretty much getting this information right at the same time you are. So goddamn. So he preserved Sears's head and genitalia and acetone and stored them in his work locker. When he moved the following year, he took the remains to his new home. How the fuck did he store body parts inside of his goddamn work locker? When I had a work locker, I couldn't even hide a bag of chips in there because the boss would know something was going like, hey, man, you can't be having food inside your lockers. We're going to get raccoons and ants. 
just get rid of that shit. I don't want nature's walk inside of your locker, so don't store any food in there. And this motherfucker stored a head and some genitalia inside that shit. I'm guessing the work rules were a lot more lax back in that time than what they are now. Fucking hell. May 14th, 1990, Dahmer killed his sixth victim, Raymond Smith. Smith was drugged and strangled the following, the following, oh jeez. Dahmer killed his sixth victim, Raymond Smith. Smith was drugged and strangled. The following day, Dahmer purchased a Polaroid camera, which he took several pictures of Smith's, Smith's body in suggestive positions before dismembering him in the bathroom. He boiled in the bathroom before dismembering him in the bathroom. He boiled the legs, arms and pelvis in a steel kettle with soylix, which allowed him to then rinse the bones in his sink. Dahmer dissolved the remainder of Smith's skeleton, excluding the skull in a container filled with acid. God damn. How in the... Let's go back to the other one real quick. Why would you do that shit in your grandmother's bathtub? That's fucked up. This old lady's going to sit in there and, and go bathe in the remnants of, of someone's body and ass and, and all that. That's fucked up, man. Grammy gra- Grammy didn't need, didn't need that shit inside her bathtub. She's just trying to relax and chill, soak the old bone. This Dahmer had a real knack and obsession. I shouldn't say a knack, but he had an obsession, an obsession for dismembering and being real meticulous on making sure that certain things were removed and cared for so he can keep them. Or in this case, he just washed the skin off the bones to keep the bone. Jesus fucking hell. June 1990, Dahmer lured a 27-year-old acquaintance named Edward Smith to his apartment. He drugged and strangled Smith. On this occasion, rather than immediately acidifying the skeleton or repeating previous processes of bleaching, Dahmer placed Smith's skeleton in his freezer for several months in the hope it would not retain moisture. Freezing skeleton of this victim would be acidified several months later. Dahmer accidentally destroyed the skull when he placed it in the oven to dry, a process that caused the skull to explode. Dahmer himself told the police he had felt rotten about Smith's murder as he had been unable to retain any of his body. Dahmer didn't feel bad because he killed the guy. He felt bad about the murder because he was unable to keep any of his victim's body. Now, again, okay, he didn't feel bad because of the murder itself he felt bad because he was he was not able to retain any of his victim's body wow 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 god damn this dude is crazy like literally crazy this dude's raw he's like oh my gosh about three months later Dahmer encountered a 22 year old chicago native named ernest miller on the corner of north 27th street miller agreed to accompany Dahmer to his apartment for $50 and further agreed to allow him to listen to his heart and stomach. When Dahmer attempted to perform oral sex upon Miller, Dahmer was informed by his victim, that'll cost you extra. Dahmer gave his victim a drink laced with two sleeping pills. On this occasion, Dahmer had only two sleeping pills to give his victim. Dahmer killed Miller by slashing his carotid artery with the same knife he used to dissect his victim's body. Miller bled to death within minutes. <laughs> Dahmer then passed the 
then Dahmer then posed the nude body for various suggestive Polaroid photographs before placing the body in his bathtub for dismemberment. Dahmer repeatedly kissed and talked to the severed head while he dismembered the remainder of the body. He dismembered the remainder of the body, but he was kissing and talking to the head while he was doing that shit. Once he killed Miller, he posed he 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 posed I mean that's the best word. He posed the dead individual into suggestive poses for Polaroid pictures. What the fuck, man? Why? 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 Just why? That that's that's insane. That is literally insane. That's the craziest thing I've ever I, I've read so far. I see, and I I didn't know how in depth and how crazy Dahmer was because I I didn't really go into the true crime serial killer shit back in the in you know back in the days. But then as I got more into it, the kids get more into it. They fill me into it, and my ears perk up. I'm like, oh shit, that might be a good episode to record. And goddamn, let, let's continue reading because it's not over. Dahmer wrapped Miller's heart, biceps, and portions of flesh from the legs in plastic bags and placed them in the fridge for later consumption. Yes. I said for later consumption. You heard that right. I didn't, I, I didn't say it wrong. He wrapped Miller's heart, biceps, and portions of flesh from the legs in plastic bags and placed them in the fridge for later consumption. This motherfucker just straight meal prepped his victim. He, he, meal, he, meal, he meal prepped dude's body parts and flesh so he can snack on them later. How do, you, how do you even go about knowing that you have someone's flesh and shit inside of your refrigerator chilling there? I mean... I know the Tupperware wasn't that good back in the back in the 90s, so I'm pretty sure that shit stunk. I hope he burped the container before closing it. <laughs> May 26, 1991, Dahmer encountered a 14-year-old Lao teenager named Conorak Synthomsomphone. My bad. We're just going to call him the 14-year-old teenager because I cannot pronounce the name, on Wisconsin Avenue. By coincidence, the teen was the younger brother of the boy whom Dahmer had molested in 1988. Dahmer lured the teen into his apartment to pose for pictures in his underwear before Dahmer drugged him into unconsciousness and performed oral sex on him. Dahmer drilled a single hole in the teen's skull through which he injected hydrochloric acid into the frontal lobe. After the teen passed out due to sleeping pills and hydrochloric acid injected into his skull, Dahmer went out for a few drinks. Dahmer returned toward his apartment to discover the teen boy sitting naked on the corner of 25th and State talking in Lao with three distressed young women. Dahmer approached the women and told them that the teen, who he referred to by the alias John Mong, was his friend. The women did not let Dahmer leave. The women called 911. So you would think that after I read that little piece of information right there in your in in your ears, you're like, oh, shit, this motherfucker just got caught because some naked teenage boy ran out and started talking to other women and the cops did not let Dahmer leave. So, boom, he got caught. Right. Fuck. Yeah, he got caught. So let's figure out. Let, let's read on on. Uh, no, and plus, they said they called the cops. You could. You, OK, so you're, you're pretty much you, you just got caught with your hand inside the cookie bag or inside the cookie jar. And so you you have a naked teen boy running towards or, or, you know, talking to three women that, hey, you know, help me. I need help. And the women like, yo, 
this kid is not leaving with you and I just called the cops. So you're fucked. And Dahmer's like, God damn. So let's, let's see what the fuck. He just got caught. That's it. Wrap him up. Cause he's locked up. He's not getting out. Upon the arrival of three Milwaukee police officers, Dahmer told the officers that the teen was his 19 year old boyfriend, that he drank too much alcohol following a quarrel. One of the women attempted to indicate to one of the officers that the teen was bleeding from his rectum and he had seemingly struggled against Dahmer's attempt to walk him to his apartment. One officer harshly informed her to butt out and shut the hell up and not interfere. The officers put a towel around the teen and helped escort him to Dahmer's apartment. It was listed as a domestic dispute by the officers so a little more into that detail or a little more into that story once they walked into the the apartment or they escorted the teenager to the apartment they asked Dahmer you know how do we know you know this guy and so we told him hey man this is my boyfriend we're not going to do it one of the officers got a whiff of a foul odor he asked Dahmer what was the, the foul odor for and Dahmer said oh my my refrigerator went out and I have a bunch of spoiled meat inside of inside of the fridge and I need to, you know, I'm, I'm going to clean that up. Just haven't gotten around to it. Apparently there was a dead body from a previous victim that was laying on the floor in Dahmer's room that attributed to the foul odor coming from the apartment. One of the officers walked into the apartment or inside the apartment towards the bedroom, opened the door just peeked his head around the corner and said he did not see anything unusual. Walked out of the apartment and it was classified as a domestic dispute. So these women knew something was wrong with this with this kid and Jeffrey Dahmer. Told the cops, the cops didn't follow up thoroughly and just marked it off as the domestic abuse or domestic dispute. So Dahmer got away. How? How the fuck does that even happen? That's the second time they the cops had him within their grasp and nothing came of it because they just said, fuck it, just leave him alone. I'm not going to get involved in this shit. So, it, you know, what, whatever happened, happened. Let's just keep going. He was naked walking outside in, uh, in the street and the ladies noticed that he was bleeding from his butt. But the cops told him to shut the fuck up pretty much and butt out and mind your business. It's not your problem. God damn. July 15th, Dahmer encountered 24-year-old Oliver Lacey at the corner of 27th and Kilbourne. Lacey agreed to Dahmer's ruse of posing for nude photographs. In the apartment, both engaged in tentative sexual activity before Dahmer drugged Lacey. On this occasion, Dahmer intended to prolong the time he spent with Lacey while alive. After unsuccessfully attempting to render Lacey unconscious with chloroform, after strangling Lacey, Dahmer had sex with the court before dismembering him. Before, before dismembering Lacey. He placed Lacey's head and heart in the refrigerator and his skeleton in the freezer. So just to touch up on what happened with the 14-year-old teenager, he was killed. Uh, after, uh, when, he t- when, Dahmer, when the cops left and Dahmer was alone with him, he drilled, he poured more hydrochloric acid inside of the kid's skull, killing him. And he cut him up and dismembered him as well. I, I, I didn't write it because, goddamn, there's so much information to write. So with this kid, with this guy now, the, the, let me see here, the 24 year old Lacey, he drugged him and killed him, dismembered him. 
I wonder if any time point where he was just like, man, I'm getting tired of this. Or is it kind of like, yes, I need more and more and more, you know? I wonder if there was any battle of morality inside of Dahmer where he, probably not. I mean, if there was any kind of battle with Dahmer morally, then he probably would not have killed so many people. But at the same time, when you're addicted to it and you just don't understand that you shouldn't do it, you just keep doing it. You know what I mean? Boy, I tell you, God damn. Four days later, Dahmer lured 25 year old Joseph Braid Braidhoft to his apartment. Braidhoff was strangled and left lying on Dahmer's bed covered with a sheet for two days. On July 21st, Dahmer removed the, she removed the sheets to find the... <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, hold on, hold on. Whew, yeah. So, Lord 24. On July 21st, Dahmer removed the sheets to find the, the head covered in maggots, whereupon he decapitated the body, cleaned the head, and placed it in the refrigerator... Where he, oh my gosh, he cleaned the head and placed it in the refrigerator. He later acidified Bredoff's torso along with those of two other victims killed within the previous month. Dahmer just had a collection of bodies just lying around his 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 place of living and slowly but surely decided, hey, I, I need to get rid of these motherfuckers finally. So he would just, just fucking acidify them and just just fucking do whatever the fuck god damn well uh, again the cops had him in his grasp twice but not one of the times that they further do any investigations i mean i i can't i, I i'm not blaming anyone in, in in particular i'm not blaming anybody specifically all i'm stating is that the cops had him in in their grasp twice and nothing came of it and that's really shitty so if again, if, if a lot of a lot of the information, I did leave out a lot of information. Number one, my hand was hurting after writing so goddamn much, and number two, there was a lot of more. There was a lot more detail that 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 was put inside of of the information that I got it from. Which, by any way, if anybody wants the information, I got it from Wikipedia, and they did a fantastic job in in writing and describing everything that happened with all the murders. I, I just didn't want to write that much because my hands were, were my hand was hurting already again. I working all week long and then trying to get all this information like, geez, I just need a break. Let me let me get this shit taken care of. Last week, I tried to be slick and, and do the information that morning so I can get the information so I can get the episode out that afternoon. When I opened up the all the websites, there was pages and pages and pages of fucking information. So that is why I didn't do the episode last Saturday. It was just too much information. I didn't have enough time to get it all together. So but today. Today, though, today, though, yeah, we, we have that shit done today. So, you know, after after having all these people that he killed, dismembered, left in this fridge, how did he get caught? What 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 got got Dahmer caught? That's what I want. When I started reading, you know, everyone fucks up a certain way. So I was wondering what was Dahmer's downfall and how did he fucking get caught? Because, I mean, for all those years, he was playing it slick from 88 to 91. Even before that, from 77, I think it was or 78. He was doing all this shit, all this killing. And he was getting away with it smoothly. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was savage and brutal, but he was he got away with it pretty well. I mean, up, up to this point. So how did Dahmer get caught? On July 27th, 1991, Dahmer approached three men with an offer of $100 to accompany him to his apartment to pose nude for photographs, drink beer and sleep and simply keep him company. One of the trios, one of the trio, 32 year old Tracy Edwards agreed to accompany him to his apartment. Upon entering Dahmer's apartment, Edwards noted a foul odor and several boxes of hydrochloric acid on the floor, which Dahmer claimed to use he used for cleaning bricks. Okay, 
What? Okay, number one, you you smell something funny. You look down and you see a whole box of, or you see several boxes of hydrochloric acid on someone's floor that you don't know, but you decide that, hey, this is fine. Uh, this motherfucker uses it for brick cleaning. I'm just going to stay anyway. It's not a big deal. Why in the fuck didn't you turn around and walk out right then and there? That that that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I don't me personally, because I would have hightailed that shit out of there immediately. Edwards responded to Dahmer's request to turn his head and view his tropical fish. Dahmer placed a handcuff upon Edwards' wrist when he when Dahmer distracted him saying, "Hey, look at my fish. Click now you're my, now you're fucking handcuffs." When Edwards asked what's happening, Dahmer unsuccessfully attempted to cuff his other wrist. He unsuccess, unsuccessfully attempted to cuff his wrist together. Then Dahmer told Edwards to accompany him to the bedroom to pose for nude pictures. If you see a box of hydrochloric acid or yeah, hydrochloric acid, there's some crazy ass fucking stinky ass smell coming from an apartment. This dude just uh, just put a handcuff on you and he tried to cuff your wrist together. Why wouldn't you fight and beat the shit out of this guy to run out of the apartment? Why would you continue to entertain whatever Dahmer had to say? Me personally, me personally, and maybe for a lot of other people, I would have got my fucking ass out of there immediately. Homeboy tries, hey, check it out. Click and you, my, you have my, now there's a handcuff on my wrist. Oh, I'm, I'm right crossing someone's chin. They're going to catch some hands because I am not going to stay there and get fucked up by homeboy because I don't need because I'll offer a hundred dollars. No, man. No, 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 absolutely not. While inside the bedroom, Edwards noted nude male posters on the wall and the movie The Exorcist 3 was playing. He also noted a blue 57 gallon drum in the corner from which, <laughs> which, which, from where the odor emanated, or from where, which a strong odor emanated. Okay, the, the, it doesn't matter about the, the, the naked male posters on the wall. I mean, guys, you know, men, women have, have a nude picture, especially if you're a bachelor and you, you know, you have, privacy of your own domain domain you're going to put whatever fucking posters you want in the privacy of your own bedroom so the posters are a little bit you know whatever it's not a big deal i mean you 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 went upstairs or you follow this guy to who gave you a hundred dollars to pose naked for him you don't think he's going to have naked posters of, of men inside of his of his bedroom yeah but the exorcist three why pick that movie that movie was kind of lame and then, so if, if I see a 57 gallon drum in and there's a strong, nasty ass odor coming from that, I would not be there anymore. I would be gone and out of that fucking place. Oh, my gosh. Dahmer then brandished a knife and informed Edwards he intended to take nude photos of him. Edward said he would agree if Dahmer would remove the handcuffs and put the knife away. Dahmer placed his head on Edwards' chest to listen to his heartbeat and with the knife pressed against his intended victim, informed Edwards he intended to eat his heart. Dahmer flat out said, look, man, I don't get what happens. I'm going to fucking eat your heart. That's 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 just the end of it. That's what's going to happen. And why wouldn't he fight and try to get out? In continuous attempts to prevent Dahmer from attacking, attacking him, Edwards repeated that he was Dahmer's friend and that he was not going to run away. Edwards had decided he was going to either jump from a window or run through the unlocked front door upon the next available opportunity. Why would you leave your front door unlocked and, and, and what, when you're trying to kill somebody? You knowing that, that there was two other guys that that was with the guy that you that you brought home. Why would he? Why would you leave your your front door open? Wouldn't you have worry that his two friends would come back and bust through the door and, and rescue him? I mean, I would if I had if I walked up to three guys and only one guy came with me. 
I would be 100% nervous that those two other guys are going to follow him and take him back home before I was able to do whatever I, whatever was intended to be done. That's just me, my opinion. I don't think that, I mean, it's just common sense. Why wouldn't you lock the door behind you? I mean, I have a habit of, of locking the doors behind me and I'm not worried about people coming in and fucking me up or, you know, following me home. Well, I'm always worried about people following me home, but not because I'm just an asshole. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Edward stated that he needed to use the bathroom. He asked if they could sit with a beer in the living room where there was AC. Dahmer consented and the pair walked to the living room when Edwards exited the bathroom. All right. So he's setting up his, his escape plan. He has his escape plan written out and he's ready to execute the shit. Edwards wants to get away. Edwards waited until he observed Dahmer have a momentary lapse of concentration before requesting to use the bathroom again. When Edwards rose from the couch, he noted Dahmer was not holding the handcuffs. Edward punched Dahmer in the face, knocking Dahmer off balance and ran out the front door. So Edwards said, fuck you, and punched him right in his face and took off running. He said, bitch, you're a punk bitch. And he ran out. About time somebody did some shit like that. I mean, can you imagine? Could you imagine if he was if he was uh, given? Because I mean, Dahmer's MO was drugging every single victim that he brought back to his house. It didn't matter. He would drug them. And, and most of the time he would attempt to make them leave them this catatonic state where they're alive, but they, they're not moving. They're pretty much a vegetable. Uh, And he, he did that by drilling holes into these guys skull, putting boiling water and hydrochloric hydrochloric acid inside of it. So pretty much it can kill the, the brain, the brain from moving and functioning the way it's supposed to. One victim, again, I didn't write this down because it was a lot to write down. One of the victims uh, Dahmer did that to, he drilled a hole in the guy's head, poured boiling hot water in his skull, and the guy fucking died. I mean, he, he just straight cooked his, his fucking, in, he cooked the dude's brain into ready-made sesos, like tacos. So for those of you who don't know what sesos are, those are cooked cow brains, and Mexicans eat those as tacos. So, or they eat them in tacos. And and Dahmer pretty much did an in-the-skull cooking of the sesos, and dude died. What, what, what makes you think he wasn't going to die? He got his fucking brain cooked. So this guy, Edwards, is lucky that that Dahmer chose not, which I'm not sure why Dahmer didn't do his normal shit, which he, he would give uh, he would give his victims or his prey pretty much that he would give them uh, alcohol drinks laced with with sedatives, sleeping pills so he can knock them unconscious and do whatever the fuck he wants with them. So. When they're drugged up, they're less likely to fight, which is, you know, I mean, it doesn't even take a rocket scientist to understand that they're, they're, uh, if you, if you can't, if you can't fight back, you're going to get fucked up. That's the bottom line. So at 1130 PM on July 22nd, Edwards, Edwards flagged down two Milwaukee police officers at the corner of North 25th street. The officers noted Edwards had a handcuff attached to his wrist. Edwards explained to the officers that a freak had placed the handcuffs on him. Edwards had asked officers to remove the cuff, but the officer's key failed to fit that brand of cuff. Hold on, pause. You have no right calling Dahmer a fucking freak when you agreed to go get get pictures taken of you for $100. You're just as much of a freak as he is. Just Dahmer is on the sadistic killing motherfuckers for pleasure and having sex with the dead corpse freak type shit. You know, he's a necrophilia type freak. You are a freak as well for agreeing to go with a random dude for a hundred dollars to pose naked for him, knowing damn well that you weren't just going to pose naked for him and and leave it like that. So don't call other people freak motherfucker. You're a freak too. (laughs) Embrace that. Wave that fucking freak flag because you, you don't try to save face just because you're in front of the cops and you just got you have a goddamn handcuff around your your, your wrist. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Uh, Edwards agreed to accompany the officers to the apartment 
where Edward stated he has spent the last five hours there before escaping. When the officers and Edwards arrived at apartment 213, Dahmer invited the trio inside and acknowledged he had indeed placed the handcuffs on Edwards, although he didn't offer no explanation as to why he had done so. Edwards told the officers that Dahmer had also brandished a large knife at him in the bedroom. Dahmer made no comment to this revelation, indicating to one of the officers that the key was in the bedroom in his bedside dresser. Dahmer attempted to pass one of the officers to retrieve the key himself when the second officer yelled at Dahmer to back off. So I have to give it to Dahmer. No, not, not in the way that you think, but he is, he has two officers inside of his, inside of his, his apartment. He, he has his potential, his, his escaped victim sitting in there with the cops telling him exactly what happened. And, and Dahmer admits to both accusations. Yeah, I put, I put, I put the handcuffs on him. Why? No reason. I don't know. I just, just felt like doing it. Oh, Dahmer also raved a big ass fucking knife in front of my face. And, you know, uh, that, that, you know, what, what are you going to do about it? And the cops like, yo, did you, you know, brandish a knife in front of homeboy? Yeah, I did. Um, I have no reason why I just did. And so when the officer went to, oh, and the Dahmer, and then Dahmer tells him, Hey, the key is inside my, my side dresser. Why not? You know, I'll, it, it's in there. So when the cop would go get it, Dahmer's like, yo, I'll go get it first. And then try to beat him, which that's where he broke his cool. Dahmer should have just, I mean, for, for someone who has killed that many people and then for him to play it so cool, I mean, you, you have to get, you have to give him credit. You have to give credit to Dahmer to where he didn't lose his shit, start screaming, yelling, and then try to escape. As soon as the cops entered his apartment, I would, I would have freaked the fuck out if homeboy would have brought the cops back into my apartment, knowing goddamn well that I have a goddamn human uh, shish kebab tray inside of my fucking refrigerator. And I have a, a big ass acid drum inside of my fucking room and just chilling for no goddamn reason. My question, how the fuck did he get all that acid inside of that big ass drum? I mean, w- nobody noticed it. Oh, side note, his neighbors around him around and surrounding his apartment consistently complained to the landlord that there was a foul odor coming from Dahmer's apartment. They also reported was uh, chainsaw noises. They also reported thumps and bad, loud banging, sawing, cutting, and a lot of other uh, weird noises or suspicious noises. However, the landlord failed to investigate further on exactly what was happening inside the apartment. When Dahmer was confronted and asked about the the odor, he simply said that, number one, his refrigerator had given out, his freezer had given out, so he had a bunch of meat that was rotting and it's going to take a long time for the smell to get away. And his other explanation was that he had a bunch of tropical fish die in his apartment and he is working to eliminate the odor and make it not smell so shitty. But at, but neither one of the points at any point in time did anybody further investigate or call for a welfare check like, hey, man, this isn't right. This shit needs to be uh, investigated. But nope, they just let it ride. Let's keep going because this shit's getting good. In the bedroom, in the bedroom, Officer Mueller noted there was indeed a large knife beneath the bed. He also saw an open drawer, which upon close closer upon closer inspection, It contained scores of Polaroid pictures, many of which were human bodies in various stages of dismemberment. Mueller noted that Mueller noted the decor indicated they had been taken in the very apartment in which they were standing. Mueller walked into the living room to show them to his partner, uttering the words, 
these are for real. It's about fucking time someone did some some more investigating so they can finally stop this motherfucker. I mean, you 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 have all these things that are that are happening. You have everything that that's going on. You know, a couple of different times where where Dahmer was literally right at, the, at their fingertips, but was let go because no further investigation was warranted or they didn't need to investigate further. I know there's rules. I know there's protection. I know all of that. However, I just think that uh, somewhere along the lines that one of the cops would have had this gut feeling that there's something not right and we should do a little more to check exactly what's happening. And I'm glad these officers finally did it. When Dahmer saw that Mueller was holding several of his Polaroids, he fought with the officers in an effort to resist arrest. The officers quickly overpowered him, cuffed his hands behind his back. Mueller opened the fridge to reveal the freshly severed head of a black male on the bottom shelf. As Dahmer lay pinned on the floor, he turned his head towards the officer and muttered the words, for what I did, I should be dead. What kind of reaction do you think? I want you, I want everyone to stand in front of your fridge, put a mirror, put it on, on TikTok or whatever you want to call it. I want you to walk up there to, or you don't know, just do it in the mirror for your own satisfaction. That, that'd be good too. But I want you guys to reenact, not you guys, but I want you ladies and gentlemen to reenact what reaction the officer had when opening the refrigerator and seeing a fucking head inside of one of the shelves just chilling on the shelf what reaction do you think that officer had when he made that discovery me i think that the officer had the what the fuck and then the deer in the headlights followed by a cold sickening nauseating chill running through his guts through his toes and all the way up to his head with knowing that that is a real fucking head sitting inside of that refrigerator. I want you to do that. Go. I want you to go go reenact that. Like, whoa, I, I see what kind of reaction that you have. I know it's kind of hard because you don't have a real head. And no, I am not telling you to go find a real head and put it in your fucking refrigerator. Do not, I repeat, do not do that at all. That's not good. It's not a good idea. <laughs> A more detailed search to the apartment conducted by Milwaukee Criminal Investigation Bureau revealed a total of four severed heads in Dahmer's kitchen. A total of seven skulls, some painted, some bleached, were found in Dahmer's bedroom and inside a closet. In addition, investigators discovered collected blood drippings in a tray at the bottom of Dahmer's refrigerator, plus two human hearts and a portion of arm muscle, each wrapped inside plastic bags on the shelves. In the freezer, investigators discovered an entire torso plus a bag of human organs and flesh stuck to the bottom, hold on, plus a bag of human organs and flesh stuck to the ice at the bottom. So from the sounds of it, he had a deep, a deep uh, freezer, uh, uh, what is it called? Yeah, deep freezer. What are the big coffin freezers? I guess that's what they call them. Oh man, I didn't mean that pun at all. <laughs> coffin freezer. The odor that those investigators discovered when they moved all of those things probably was pretty unbearable. Number one, for those of you who've had the unfortunate pleasure of emptying a spoiled, rotting, mildew, gross, bacteria-infested refrigerator tray at the bottom, the refrigerator tray at the bottom collects blood and other bacteria and shit that drips from the refrigerator into the tray. Now, a lot of times, you know, it's not enough to where it makes a a, a huge 
it, it, it doesn't make a, a big presence and you can't really notice it 99.9% of the time. However, that small 0.1 percentage that the tray doesn't get emptied or that the leak is too fast for it to evaporate and, and handle it on, on its own, a, a foul odor collects and or a foul odor emits from that tray. And just based when it, I mean, I'm, we're, we don't eat meat now and we're plant based. However, Back when we used to eat meat, we had a real shitty refrigerator and there was a time where the tray collected the blood of meat that we had defrosting in the refrigerator. Over time, the smell was so horrible. It just You walked into the house and you can gag. I mean, my wife cleaned the entire fridge, could not figure it out, could not figure it out, could not figure it out. And I can't remember if it was my mother-in-law or my father-in-law at the time or before he passed, suggested we check the the uh, drip tray on the bottom of the refrigerator. Well, when I pulled the bottom little vent screen off and pulled the tray out, ugh, that shit was fucking disgusting. It was gross. Now, could you imagine that same odor and that same process, but with human remains, human flesh, human blood, human blood just collecting on the bottom of the tray? Oh, fucking gross. Fucking gross fucking gross and then having having flesh stuck to the bottom of the freezer and and mixed in with the ice god damn investigators discovered two entire skeletons a pair of severed hands and oh jesus fuck a pair of severed hands two severed and preserved penises a mummified scalp (laughs) a mummified scalp and in the 57 gallon drum Three further dismembered torsos dissolving in the acid solution. Inside of that huge blue drum that he had inside of his room, he had three torsos dissolving in acid in that room. And again, I asked a question. No one in that entire complex decided to call law enforcement or press the landlord to further investigate from that horrible acidic smell that was coming from the apartment. I understand people want to mind their business, especially in certain parts of, uh, of certain neighborhoods. You're just you just know to stay out of people's business. You know, the whole saying snitches get stitches and you don't want any retaliation or repercussion from being concerned. So you just deal with whatever's happening in the, in your certain area. And in this case, the, the surrounding residents or the, the other people living in that apartment complex repeatedly complained of the foul odor. Find out it was an acid drum filled Filled, not filled, but the acid drum had three torsos in it from three of his victims. How in the fuck can you just sit there? How can you go to sleep, stare at the drum and say, yep, good night, boys. And then be and fall asleep soundly and not worry about it. Not worry now. During all of the investigation or research that I did for multiple websites, I never read one where Dahmer said that he was concerned uh, for being caught or being outed or anything like that. So this motherfucker was literally not, not give a shit. Damn. A total of 74 Polaroid pictures detailing, detailing the dismemberment of Dahmer's victims were found in reference to the recovery of body parts and artifacts at 924 North at 924 North 25th Street, the chief medical examiner stated it was more like dismantling someone's museum than an actual crime scene, end quote. So the way that Dahmer collected these body parts were more of a remembrance, more of a museum than it was just a fucking I'm going to kill these motherfuckers. 
and for the chief medical examiner to say that it was more like dismantling someone's museum than an actual crime scene. You know, there was a lot of shit that, that these guys never, they had never came across and never ran into and never had to deal with until Dahmer. I mean, that, that's eye opening. That's shocking. That is, that is fucking amazing. Not amazing. It's amazing in, in several different ways. It's amazing in a bad way. It's amazing in a, in a good way. It's amazing in so many different aspects that how, how can someone do that? Now, uh, motherfucker i don't know let's keep going <laughs> so i mean he was obviously arrested after after that point finally he was finally taken to jail and well let, let me read so his indictment july 25th 1991 Dahmer was charged with four counts of first degree murder by august 22nd he had been charged with a further 11 murders committed in wisconsin on september 14th investigators in ohio having uncovered hundreds of bone fragments in the woodlands behind the address in which Dahmer had confessed to killing his first victim Three days later, Dahmer was charged by authorities in Ohio. So for those of you who, who aren't familiar with the Jeffrey Dahmer case, like I wasn't familiar with the Jeffrey Dahmer case. I mean, just like with other cases, I knew a little bit of what he did. I knew that he did some fucked up shit, but I didn't know in detail exactly everything that had happened and, and, and that was done. So when he was caught and when he was taken and indicted, he confessed to everything that he that he did. The only thing that the only murder that he did not confess to was with the I can't remember the name now was the individual that he fell asleep with and woke up and the dude's chest was caved in and uh, Dahmer's arms were bruised and bloody from from whatever happened. He can't he doesn't have any recollection of that of that murder. And so since uh, so the since the, the they, they were the prosecutors weren't able to prove that Dahmer killed him. He wasn't charged for that murder. However, everything else Dahmer confessed to, and of course, was he was uh, he was convicted of because he he admitted it's like, yo, I did that shit. Which I mean, hats off to him that he actually convinced it and convinced them and didn't try to get away with it. I, I believe he knew he was fucked and and it was time for him to end. Oh god damn! So prison sentence and death. Like I tell you, there was a lot of information getting, you know for this episode, so I, I cut out. I cut out a whole bunch of stuff. If you want to read it again, just type up Jeffrey Dahmer and click uh, Wikipedia. That's where I got the information from. And you can finish reading the entire uh, page pages there. So, but I, I just did my version of it so I can give you the big juicy details. Prison sentence, sentence and death. Dahmer was found sane to stand trial. You heard me. You heard me. Dahmer was found sane to stand trial. Although his defend his defense team tried the, their damnedest to find to get him insanity so he wouldn't be charged with murder they failed to do so several medical examiners or several um, mental health professionals and doctors deemed him uh, sane and fit to for trial because they said that the amount of murders and what he did and how he did in detail and have the exact memory on on exactly that he did didn't show any evidence that he was mentally ill or that he had any obsession of anything else other than than the joy of killing. So the the defense team kind of, I'm not kind of, but the the defense team was pissed that they weren't able to give get Dahmer an insanity plea. Instead, Dahmer said, "I did it all. I I, I did everything." And and the medical or uh, mental health professionals who who cross examined him and, and evaluated him, they all agreed. Say, hey. 
he's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. But at the same time, someone has to be fucked up in the head in order to, to do the amount of shit that he did. There's no one. I mean, I can't say no one, but there, it's just really hard for me to believe that somebody in their right sane mind would be able to commit such atrocities and and be deemed fit and sane. I think there's a lot of insanity there. There's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, underlying sev- severe mental health issues that I think at the end, the the prosecutors and the judge and the people in in those areas were were wanting answers they wanted this dude to con- be convicted i mean he was a monster he is he was he, i mean fucking jeffrey Dahmer. i mean goddamn that's that's it's just bad so donner Dahmer was sentenced for hold on Dahmer was sentenced for life plus 10 years for the 15 murders he committed Three months later, he pleaded guilty for the murder of Stephen Hicks in Ohio and was sentenced to a 16th term of life imprisonment. He was given a life sentence for each of the, of the individuals that, that he murdered. He murdered a, a total of 16 or 17 people and he was given 16 people. Yeah. So I think, yeah, 16 people. So he was given a life sentence, 16 consecutive life sentences plus 10 years like that was going to help. Well, check it out, man. After you've completed your 16th life sentence, if you're able to survive that, you only have 10, 10 more years after that, and you're going to be free as a fucking bird. So don't worry about it, man. Just get through these 16 life, these 16 life sentences, and you'll be fine. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it. You're, you're good. God damn. Prison sentence and death. Oh, yeah. We're reading that already. <laughs> Told you. My brain is is going. Dahmer spent a year in solitary confinement for his protection. Dahmer stated he's okay joining general population. Jo- July 1994, inmate Oswaldo Dorothy attempted to slash Dahmer's throat with a razor embedded in a toothbrush. According to Dahmer's family, he had long been ready to die and accepted any punishment he might endure in prison. So Dahmer, Dahmer wasn't stupid. Dahmer knew that eventually he was going to get fucked up and, and, and something was going to happen to him. And, and you know what was surprising was that the, the, the entire time the prosecution, the death penalty was never, never an option. I mean, I, I believe that they suggested it saying that, hey, you know, this motherfucker needs to die. He shouldn't be alive. And the judge said, no, we're, we're not going to put him on the death penalty. We're instead going to, you know, make him suffer through prison and life. I don't, I don't, I don't mean, I, I don't agree with it. People have their, their, their opinions, you know, on, on the capital punishment and not capital punishment. I'm not here to debate that. I just think that, you know, giving someone 16 life sentences, just, just get it over with me, you know, just, just get the, get the fuck over with. <laughs> so how did he die? I mean, obviously you, you, everybody wants to know, is this killer still alive or is he dead? He's dead. This motherfucker died. How did he die? You're going to find out right now. November 28, 1994, Dahmer left his cell to conduct his assigned work detail. Accompanying him were two fellow inmates, Jesse Anderson and Christopher Scarver. The trio were left unsupervised in the showers of the prison gym for approximately 20 minutes. Okay, so right there, I already have I already have a red flag popping up in my head. You're going to have a convicted killer who has murdered, who has killed 16 people who was who had to be in protective custody for a year because people were worried that he was going to get killed in general population. He's in general population. You are allowing him to be unsupervised with other, other inmates. I see that as that was a setup. I think, I think, I think intentionally he was left alone with inmates in order for what the uh, prison justice to be served. I, I, it's just hard for me to believe that a, a guard 
would leave someone who is high risk alone with two other inmates. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. In my brain, right then and there, that, that's a sign saying, oh shit, this motherfucker, is, he's set up. It's a setup. I mean, that's what I see. It. I just I just don't see it in any other way. For hey, if, if, if anybody who, who, for all my people who are listening to this, if you don't agree with that, any point of this entire marathon of an episode, leave a message for me on my Instagram or for those of you who have the Podbean app. If you don't have the Podbean app, download the Podbean app. That way you have access to my my uh, my show quickly right then and there. You can also leave comments. Spotify, you can't leave comments. You know, I think uh, Stitcher and other, I think CastBox and certain other apps you're allowed to leave messages. But I mostly pay attention to uh, Podbean and uh, Instagram for comments. If I paid attention to every single app that I'm on, I would my phone would I, I would be spending all day long r- r- scrolling through through all these different apps that, that I'm on. I'm on pretty much every single app except for Pandora. Pandora rejected me, said I wasn't cool enough. Fuck you, Pandora. I am cool enough. What, let, hey, all my grumbler, all my little grumblers uh, here, uh, let, let Pandora know that I'm fucking cool enough to be on their shit. I was rejected. Pandora told me no. But anyway, for anybody who has any comments or questions, leave it in the comments in, in the on my Instagram or on Podbean or email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, not gmail at mail.com. Leave me a message. I want to know. This is a badass topic. I want everybody to know. I want what I want to know what everybody's thoughts are. If, if uh, do you think Jeffrey Dahmer was set up by let by, by being left alone with those two other inmates? Or was it just a coincidence that, hey, it was eventually going to happen? Let me know. I want to know. I want to know. So at around 8, 10 a.m., Dahmer was discovered on the floor of the bathrooms of, of the gym suffering from extreme head wounds. He had been severely bludgeoned in the head and face with a 20-inch metal bar. Dahmer's head also been also was repeatedly struck against the wall in the assault. It was going to happen. It, it, someone who has killed. See, the problem with prison is that one way or another, unfortunately, you're going to run into a family member of someone you have wronged. And with the numbers that Dahmer put up as far as the people that he murdered, it was inevitable for him to run into someone in prison that was related to one of his victims. Unfortunately, or fortunately for Dahmer in this case, he ran into a a, uh, victim's brother or cousin or something like that, which was Scarver. Scarver killed Dahmer and he admitted it. And unfortunately, Scarver was already serving a life sentence, a, a life prison sentence, so he didn't really give a fuck. So they just gave him more time. Like, see, you're not, if you have a hardened criminal who's already doing life in prison, and they do something wrong and all you do is add more time. That's stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me that you're, you're okay. You already have a life sentence. We're going to give you five extra years for killing somebody in prison. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dahmer was still alive and was rushed to a nearby hospital. He was pronounced dead one hour later. Anderson had also been beaten with the same instrument and died two days later. Wow. Scarver wasn't fucking around. He didn't want any witnesses. He didn't want anybody to rat him out. But there's only three of you. One of you survive. It's kind of not a question who did it. It's kind of a it's not really on, a, you know, a, a, you're, <laughs> you don't really have to think that hard to find out who killed him when there's only three people there and one survived. So Graveyard Grumbler's final rap. I told everybody, I told, I've been telling you that this is going to be a long ass episode. I didn't think I had the wind in me 
to go on for as long as I have. We're going on an hour and a half already with me just grumbling along. I mean, this episode. So, okay. Graveyard Grumblers, final wrap. Focus, Tino. Focus, focus. So I, I, I remember I initially, which I mean, all of my grumblers here will, will be able to, to front me out. Tino, you flat out said that you weren't ever going to do one on Ted Bundy or, or uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. I know, I know I said that. But again, my kids were were getting into Jeffrey Dahmer. They're 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 crime junkies. They they understand that stuff, and they were talking to me about it, and they were going into little details, or they're going they're going into details about what Jeffrey Dahmer did, and they were asking me questions about it. Which again, I know a little bit about Jeffrey Dahmer, but not not in depth as I learned about him in the last week. They were asking me because of a Netflix movie they came out about Jeffrey Dahmer, which my kids said, by the way, was fucking horrible. So, I mean, you might think otherwise. You might you might agree or disagree. It doesn't matter. If you want to watch it, watch it. It's on Netflix. Just type in Jeffrey Dahmer. I haven't watched it, but the kids wanted me wanted to know how accurate the the movie portrayed actual events that occurred that, you know, with with, with Jeffrey Dahmer. So we talked a little bit. We, we were going back and forth. And I had to look up some stuff again, because I wasn't really sure in depth on, on exactly what Jeffrey Dahmer did. Well, when I first read, when I started reading what was going on, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to do this episode. And so goddamn, my opinion, again, Grumbler's final rap. Holy shit. Dahmer, Dahmer was, a, was, a, was a monster. I mean, there, there's no, there's no two ways, three ways about it. You know, you don't, you don't get the name, uh, the Milwaukee cannibal, for for no reason Dahmer has gone on record saying that he did eat some of his victims it's a few of his few of the body parts he said that he feasted on certain body parts I, I don't remember in detail again because I, I kind of didn't I, I kind of kind of skimmed over that stuff I didn't really go in detail but he did admit to eating some of his victims I mean the Milwaukee cannibal you don't get that name from from walking around and and eating a lot of beef jerky you know what I mean Dahmer, as of right now on the list of serial killers that we have, he is probably the most intense that we, that I've come across so far. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's a plethora of fucking serial killers, but Jeffrey Dahmer, God damn, he dismembered, filleted, burned, I mean, uh, uh, preserved, masturbated to, to skulls. He had sex with corpses. He, he, he did everything deplorable that, that you read about in fantasy fiction shit. He brought that shit to life. I mean, could you imagine what people were thinking when they discovered that the foul odor and and horrible sounds that they were hearing were him murdering and butchering people in his apartment? I wonder how shitty the landlord felt knowing that there is a possibility that they could have been stopped by by calling the cops for a certain welfare check or just trying to figure out, hey, man, we really need this odor, you know, investigated. You know, I know it might be illegal, but I know that that the landlords have keys to to the entire apartment complex, you know, to let people in. So me, if if the odor was that bad and I knew Dahmer was gone, I would go check that shit out. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take, you know, the, the night in jail or month in jail. But if could you imagine if they if the landlord would have done that and discovered that how how quickly could have ended and how many people's lives could have potentially been saved? It, it's I mean oh my gosh dismembering somebody dissolving their body in acid you, you i don't know how someone can can have the stomach to actually do that shit and and not be completely fucked up 
on the outside or you know who knows on the inside if you look at the interviews the, the interview that that uh that uh jeffrey Dahmer had with you know various people he never looked fucked up on the outside he's he looked as cool as can be as controlled as can be and he's had he had his composure through a lot of the interviews it, it, it's one of those things that, that I wish I would have gotten into when, you know, in my younger years being a, a criminal psychologist, that that would have been fucking amazing. It, it is just, it's just insane, literally insane that Dahmer would have that, that somebody w- was, is capable of doing that, that type of shit. It, it's to store in, in a, in a coffin freezer and, or a deep freezer, deep freezer. That's what it's called. The deep freezer. And to have body parts preserved in there, to have skulls chilling next to your lunch meat or your cottage cheese or a juicy juice box. And it's just sitting there. You Every time you open the fridge and you're, you're perfectly OK with that. That, that, that oh, That's insane. It's crazy to me. There's not much to tell me other than, you know, unfortunately, I hate to glorify. I don't really I'm lying. I don't I don't mind glorifying serial killers. You know, it, it, it's it's an interesting topic. People want to learn about it. I want to learn about it, and I'm here to talk about it. That's what I do. But as far as the top, well, he's one of the top serial killers that I've read about so far. I mean, he he has 16 bodies, and the way that he did it was probably the top of the brutal on the top brutal list. I mean, by far up until I read anything else. Yeah, uh, Richard Ramirez did some shit too, but he never dismembered the bodies and kept them in his, stored them in his fridge and freezers and had a, a, a 27 or 57 gallon drum of acid sitting in his room, dissolving more bodies. I haven't read much of that. I mean, John Wayne Gacy buried the the, the kids that he killed underneath his house in, in, in a crawl space. I mean, yeah, that, that that's fucked up, but he never dismembered people and, and dissolved their body in acid and, and kept their the remains inside the refrigerator or freezers and and didn't have flesh stuck on the on the on the the collected ice that freezes on the bottom of the deep freezer with flesh and in, stuck inside of them so we, we just we just on everything that i read and everything that that we learned today i'm glad jeffrey Dahmer was was arrested it's shitty that that it took him that long or took him so long to get arrested however i'm really glad that it happened and Fuck, goddamn! Uh, there, there's not, there's not really much to grumble on about. I'm just happy that that it was, it was taken care of and he's done. I mean, prison justice is a shitty thing, but at the same time, prison justice is good as well. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like the, it's like a kingdom of, 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 it's like the, it's like nature. I don't know. I really don't know. I know I say I know a lot, but I know it's like one of my filler words, and I need to work on that. But I really don't know what else to say other than fuck Jeffrey Dahmer was 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 wild i mean he was savage he lured him he lured them inside his home drugged him killed him raped him after they were dead fucking hell necrophilia cannibalism dismemberment decapitation it's like he he went down the checklist of fucked up was fucked up in this and and checked every single box because he he had that desire and had that urge Oh my gosh. Well, we're going on an hour 30 already of, of this, of this episode. I'm, my mouth is getting dry. Uh, I, I need to do a whole lot of editing for this episode because it's a long one. But other than that, keep an eye out. Uh, my announcements are going to be sure or be short. I'm process. I've got my Patreon account built up already or, or created. I just need to start uh, getting my artwork in there and putting the episodes. I will, for those of you who are interested, I will share the link 
And I don't know how this, the, the sign up process goes about, but that's going to be coming in the next couple of weeks, 100% for sure. Uh, unless something changes, the new new episode next Saturday. I'm already working on it. I'm probably going to do another serial killer. For those of you, those uh, true crime junkies, I got your back. I will help you out with that. I'll, I'll feed your, your addiction. Just tune in and listen. <laughs> Remember, don't forget to go like, share, and comment and rate my podcast. I greatly appreciate it. But until then, and as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. I had uh, these obsessive uh, desires and and uh, thoughts wanting to control them to, uh, I don't know how to put it, uh, possess them permanently. And that's why you killed them. Right. Right. Not because I was angry with them, not because I hated them, but because I wanted to keep them with me. And, uh, as my obsession grew, uh, I was saving body parts such as uh, skulls and uh, skeletons. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, when you uh, depersonalize another person and view them as just an object, uh, an object for pleasure instead of a, a living, breathing human being, uh, it, it seems to make it easier to... Uh, do things you shouldn't do. I always knew that, that it was wrong, but uh, uh, after the f the first the first uh, killing was not planned. I was uh, coming back from the shopping mall back in '78. I had had uh, fantasies about picking up a, a hitchhiker and uh, taking him back to the house and uh, having complete control and dominance over him. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. Grumbler.